he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you are here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys. Let's creep. Jackie's going to um, go into the recording studio to record Let's Creep. Yeah. It's going top of the charts. Trademark it, patent it. Release it on iTunes, mm-hmm. buy it for 99 cents, stream it on Spotify. It's our new song. Right next to Clayton's Corner. Right. We're literally top charting artists. Billboard top 40. Right what now. can't we do? Like, pretty much nothing. <laughs> pretty much, I think the answer is nothing. Yeah. So, let's, as Jackie said, let's creep. And the first creep we have is actually uh, something I shared on TikTok this week. So, this influencer... Put Nick Vial on blast, which means she is my favorite new influencer. She is a fitness influencer. Her Instagram is Lindsay Harrod Fitness, and she has 200,000 followers, so people know her. I didn't know her prior to this, but she went on a date with Mr. Nick Vial seven short years ago and did not have a very good experience. So this is what this girl said, this poor girl. Ago, I matched with this guy in an app. We met for coffee. He was the most miserable person I've ever stopped from in my life like so negative so pessimistic only talked about himself would only talk about how much he hated LA and all the people in LA and I'm like you're on a date with a girl who lives in LA like <laughs> this is weird wouldn't say what he did for work um which will make sense when I reveal who he is but anyway later that night I was telling my roommate about how horrible the date was and I showed her his profile and she was like Lindsay that's Nick Vial from The Bachelor or however you say his name I don't know I've never seen the show so I had genuinely had no idea who he was so when I asked him what he did for work he probably was like this girl knows who I am and she's just being so weird anyway I didn't know but I'm sorry if you like him he was miserable um wait so I'm trying to do the, the math so if this was about seven years ago that's brings us to 2015 but he was recognized by her friend as Nick from The Bachelor was this before or after he was The Bachelor before The Bachelor I but he was on before, the show right but yeah. he had been on the show which I feel like tracks with his pessimism. I was like, that feels like an angry Nick time. Well, yeah, because he was very angry because no one would marry him at that time. So he just like hated the world. But now he has yeah. this child bride, as a lot of people on my TikTok oh my like God. to call her. Oh, and that's what we, I have not seen that, but that's what people are calling her. That's yeah, hilarious. check out She's All Batch on TikTok. It's all the rage. And yeah, people are saying that she's a child bride and that's fucking hilarious. Um, so he was, you know, not getting anyone to marry him at that time he was miserable right no he had just been broken up with twice on what i want to know is she said more than once she references like i didn't know what he did for work he didn't mm-hmm. tell me how did that conversation go like hey so what do you do for work and he's like you know that's subjective do i work yeah <laughs> do i work yeah do i also work? do i make no. money sure <laughs> but do I, do I do i make money yeah do i work no it's like, like okay. okay and then she probably just got so fed up because he never answered any question but then yeah. i guess how are you not going to say what you do for a living but then all you did was talk about yourself so what the fuck are you talking about right and at some point i'm like don't you have to ask follow-up questions because if it's like what do you do for work it doesn't say anything it's like okay well then how do you the live? funny thing about work <laughs> men so and women bad. are very different right everything's oh subjective God. everything is subjective um this is just so funny to me though maybe he didn't work at the time and he was embarrassed because he's not going to be like i work 
two weeks out of the year on Bachelor in Paradise. Because he definitely was not working in software sales then at the time. So he clearly lives in LA. So he has since moved from Wisconsin. He's pursuing that influencer life. This is maybe before or after they're shooting Paradise. So maybe he was embarrassed. But certainly an answer could be, I was on TV a few times. I'm currently working on some projects. Like you don't yeah, have to be so fucking cryptic. I used to do software cryptic. sales. Now I'm pursuing yeah. a few TV shows, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So do you remember a time ago where Nick released some like beauty box for men? No. It, it's called the Polished Gent. He released it in 2017 and it was a skincare box for $99 a month. And it completely bombed because like men don't buy skincare boxes for themselves every month. That's what women do. And then he right. realized, oh, I need to target women because buy for the, men. the Bachelor is like 98% women. So why the fuck am I targeting Joe Schmo for my yeah. skincare box. For sure. Wait, so what's, what are you saying with bringing up the polished gentleman? Oh, because maybe he was in the middle of the polished gent, but like sales weren't booming. So he didn't want to shine light on that because she'd Google it and be like, you have... Wait, like, was he wor like working for... Was he influencing for this company or what? No, it was like company? his. Wait. I Well, because I Googled polished gentleman. That came up as like a shampoo. That's a shampoo company for your beard. So I think, oh, wait, the polished gent immediately came up uh nick vial apparently has no desire to return to the low-key anonymous life of a software sales executive after the bachelor instead the reality tv star is launching the polished gent a men's grooming line complete with skincare and hair products for dudes and this was in allure magazine yeah and don't go like looking to purchase this now guys because it's off the market <laughs> unfortunately it is off the market now um the company's website is already up and running Probably not anymore. So this article is from March 3rd, 2017 in Allure magazine. The Polish Gent is a combination of carefully selected men's grooming products delivered right to your door. No thinking, no hassle. To keep your hair looking thick and full and your skin hydrated and smooth. Let's check back with Jim. Whew, Jim. It's like it's a whole new you. All from one simple box. So don't be an old Jim. Be a Polish Gent. Hold on. Is this, is this supposed to be a parody? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that does sound like an SNL sketch. Like that's I think that's what he was going for. But so if this was seven years ago, how many years was seven years ago? It's 2015. Oh, and fuck. So maybe he was in the works of starting the Polish Gent and he couldn't release it because it was going to be this big secret. That's probably why he didn't tell her. We got to the bottom of it. Well, lucky for him, podcasting seems to be his calling. Um, so maybe he should just stick with that. Because yeah. before, or no, I guess it was shortly after he released his podcast, he started a nat Natural Habits, which is his essential oil company. And it always seemed like random to me. I'm like, Nick, why? But at least would that you targets women a little bit more. Like, he's not selling, like, condoms. Sure, but um, it's just like, condoms. I don't think the world needs more essential oil companies. Like, there's plenty to choose from. Clearly and they're all kind they of, do. Aren't they the same? Like, isn't it just the same stuff in a different package? I don't know. That's my beef on Nick Wiles' Essential Oils Company. So this was clearly before he was the actual Bachelor. This was right coming off of Paradise. And she so said he's miserable, only spoke about himself. I, wait, I have a theory. What if he knew he was going to be the Bachelor, and so then he wanted the date to go badly? Yeah, because just not going is not an option. No, it's not. Honestly, when you're given that opportunity, not going is not an option. Dump <laughs> anyone you're dating, get divorced, like to get that opportunity. No, it's a no, no. I mean, not lead. going on. No, <laughs> not going on a date with this random girl oh, on yeah, Tinder. But he still wants to like fuck around a little. Oh, but he, but he's not gonna get fucking ass buddies by being a miserable brat at the coffee shop. Yeah, true. 
He's like, do I want a latte? No. Am I going to have one? That's subjective. Oh, my God. I don't even really know what that subjective means, but I know he says it a lot. That means, like, there's that, no clear answer that, like, anything could be possible from a different perspective. Well, like, it's that's... Like, it's it's based on your opinion of what the the thing... What got it. Okay. Like. Thank you for clearing that up. And, yeah. So, he says that all the time so that he doesn't actually have to say anything of substance. Well, it also takes off, like, any ownership he has for any stance he makes. Because he's like, oh, well, uh, it's subjective. And yeah. it's like, okay, well... From this perspective, this. If this was so, did I say it? Yeah. Did I mean it? No. <laughs> okay, Nick. <laughs> okay, I think we've done enough with this. Yeah. Nick all right. Saga. Moving on. So <laughs> the artist, formerly known as friend of the show Ben Higgins, was on his podcast, uh, Almost Famous, and he broke some. I don't know if he broke the news, but he talked about the news that Tommy and Boops, the Tommy and Boops, Thomas and Becca Kufrin are both changing their names because like we have to be reminded for the rest of our lives that Becca proposed to him because they're like yeah, but really wait, how would that that makes well, how would Jackie that would, they're just like switching last names so then it's like <laughs> okay, well, you still don't have the same last name like, what's <laughs> the point? so it's only Thomas Kufrin and what's Thomas's last name boops no it's not what's his actual last name i don't thomas. know but why here, do i want to say it's thomas jacobs it so is that up? Oh, okay. no you're right and so it's becca jacobs and thomas, thomas <laughs> i'm like well that's stupid just keep your last names at that point anyway continue <laughs> former friend of the show ben higgins ben huggins um actually explains this but he okay. doesn't do a good job so here we go actually paradise is becca kufrin and thomas jacobs have announced that they'll both change their last names after the wedding here's how this is going to work jason uh, Thomas is going to change his name uh, to, oh, they don't know yet, I guess. It's either going to be Kufrin Jacobs or Jacobs Kufrin is going to be how they. Here's how it's going to work, Jason. We don't know how the fuck it's going to work. <laughs> okay, but hearing the hyphenated thing, like, I guess that kind of. But are they going to switch? Sense. Like, Becca's going to be Becca Kufrin oh, Jacobs and saying. Thomas is going to be Thomas Jacob Kufrin. I like that. Spice it up a little bit. Keep people on their toes. But that, at that point, though, I'm like, why then change your last names? Because I feel like when you get married, you change your last name. It's just like to have the same last names. So you're like a unit. So if you're going to both change your last names to be different last names, then that kind of defeats the purpose. You should probably just keep them how they are, which is fine if you want to keep your last name, whatever. But like the unification doesn't make sense. Or be Becca Tommy and Tommy Boops. I think Tommy that's Boops. better. Tommy Boops. Or they'll both just be Boops. Yeah, Mr. Boops. and Mrs. Boops. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny story. Ever since we started calling Becca Boops, now sometimes I call my dog Boops, and I'm like, mm. oh, hi, Boops and Beeps and Beeps and Beeps and Boops. Aww. So they can be Boops and Beeps. Well, you're not the only one that calls someone Boops. Tommy calls Becca Boops. Yeah, and I call Holly Boops. So it's the same. Cool. <laughs> All right, well, Ben Fotspa. Keep us posted. Um, yeah, keep when us we find posted. out more of how this is going to work. And maybe you um, should actually know how they're going to do it. Right. If you're gonna, you... Maybe if you're going to include it on your podcast, you should know what's what it's going to be. But, you know, I'm on we, the edge we, of my honestly, seat. Honestly, famous last words. We can't say that because then there's going to be a time where we have something on our podcast and we don't know all the details. And we're going to be like, well, what makes you so great? You know what? We're also talking about it, and we don't know how it's going to work, but I think we're a little bit But I think you different. had a, a good idea about the hyphenating, but you bring up a good point. That, I didn't like, say that. Fatsma said that. Yeah. But usually it's just one person hyphenates so that you still have, like, the primary, like, oh, same oh, yeah, first yeah. part of the last name. You know what I mean? Like, if Becca was like, I really like the last name Kufrin, I want it to be part of my last name, she would be like, Becca Jacobs Kufrin. <laughs> and then Thomas would just stay Thomas Jacobs. So maybe... 
He's also going to be Jacob's coup friend. Oh my god. I'm just thinking about like the male. The male's never going to get to the right person because like it's going to be I know it's going to be all different versions of their <laughs> last names and different hyphens just like all the different yeah. combinations. Yeah. Oh well. Moving on. So Speaking of Nick from earlier, Caitlin Bristow was actually on Nick's podcast, The Vile Files, and she talked about how she's pissed that she's not hosting this season. Is there a little bit of, you know, that would have been fun to host that season and maybe connect, especially with two bachelorettes yeah. and, and being, you know, there's more a of lot a of FOMO there. There is a lot of FOMO. Yeah. My ego was bruised when I realized I wasn't doing any more hosting because I felt like I deserved to like go on especially if there's two bachelorettes and I just felt like I was in a good position I proved myself and I thought in my head like when they gave me the call and said and people were like oh Caitlin said she got blindsided I maybe I did but I did get a phone call and they said I'm sure you saw this coming and I was like no I, I actually didn't which makes it that much harder they said that yeah I get where she's coming from I, I like, think she I did see her feelings herself be, yeah I think so too and especially like she was already there hosting it's, I think it's natural to assume that maybe they would keep the gig. Because also, too, I think it's, like, one thing to get offered something, but then it's, eno- it's like, harder to get fired from something than to get – I don't know what I'm trying to say, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, once you already have the job, I think it takes that much more to, like, lose the job as opposed to getting just, like, continuing going and doing it. Because once you already have the job as the host, I think you would assume you'd probably continue to be the host unless you did something really bad to lose that job. But she didn't. She did a good job. And then they were like, mm, still, though, not good enough. Like, we're just going to give it to Jesse Palmer. And like she said, like, when she's like, I proved myself. I remember when she did the After the Final Rose by herself. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, yeah. really last minute because Tasha got COVID. So she was put on the spot. And she fucking killed it. Like, that was a, an especially good hosting job. I wasn't a huge fan of, like, the Bobsy Twins throughout the whole PD yeah, season. Yeah, I, I think it had moments. But, yes, I agree. It got distracting after a while. It got distracting. And the focus was taken away from the lead quite a bit which I think is a little silly but I felt like in the the sense of a host which the host is a focal point on the after the final rose Caitlin killed it and she did such a good job so I do feel like she proved herself I do feel like Jesse's a better person for the job though I think Caitlin needs to be in a role where the spotlight's on her and that's fine because I understand that type of personality you know whatever but like you shouldn't be in a role then where you're the host that's supposed to be in the background because she's like not really someone that should be in the background her personality is really dynamic so like go I don't know star in a movie or something I see what you're saying I think also too though like they don't want her to be the the actual host because she relates like too much to the leads and the contestants and I think they want someone so removed from it that's like comfortable with how much they fuck with these people yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think Caitlyn can just, like, empathize in a different way because she's been through it so many times that, like, she she's, like, not on team producer. Like, she's on team lead and contestant. And mm-hmm. they kind of need someone on team producer to play that, like, yeah. evil mastermind host role. Like, when all that stuff was going on with Clayton and he would, like, go to Jesse Palmer for advice and Jesse Palmer would be like, I don't know, man. It's Figure fucked. it out, bro. You <laughs> got just, this. like... Okay. Yeah. Like, they need someone like that, like, leading them into the darkness. And obviously, right. Caitlin's not that person. So I see, that, I see from that perspective of why then they wouldn't want to give it to her full time. Because they need someone evil. Not saying I, Jesse Palmer is evil, but, you know, in a way. But he's far enough removed. And, like, 
he was yeah. on the show in like 1943, so it was a lot different back then. Yeah, exactly. When, compared to like, now. I don't even think of him as a former contestant. I don't I just either. Think of him I as, like, like a forgot. professional host. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. And I, while I am aware that Caitlyn's season started as the season of Two Bachelorettes, you were Two Bachelorettes for an episode, and then went on to be a whole season by yourself. So. To say, oh, I could relate as the two bachelorettes, like, okay, for a very, very short period of time, sure, but, like, these girls have probably a lot different of an experience that you can't relate to. Like, you for don't sure. know how it's like to share, or if that's even what's happening. It's still not clear if um, Gabby and Rachel are going to share men. I don't think they are, which is weird. Not the whole, not for even in the beginning. I always thought at some point it would break off to be like, okay, these are, like, this is Gabby's final four, this is Rachel's final four, but I thought maybe, like, Especially when it's a big group, they'd be picking for both. But I don't know. Yeah, we, we still don't know yet. We'll have yeah. to see. Um, yeah, my formal opinion is the show wants someone more removed from the contestants and leads. Yeah. So that they're, like, not as emotionally invested in ruining these people's lives. Right. A listener of the show actually sent this to me. Was it Macy, our resident creeper? It wasn't Macy. Uh. Shout out Macy. She's always sending stuff. It's amazing. Uh, so Raven went on Christy Carlson Romano's podcast called Vulnerable with Christy Carlson Romano. Rolls off the tongue. Yes. Disney Channel elite Christy Carlson Romano. Yes. And she spilled some tea about her time on the show, specifically Paradise. So she revealed on the podcast that when she went to Paradise, a producer, who I think is a long gale, based on what she says, mm -hmm. invited her to his house prior to going on Paradise and said, we don't want you to get in a relationship. We'll protect you the whole way through, but don't get in a relationship because you're going to be the next Bachelorette. So this is what she said. One of the producers told me, he said, um, he invited me to his home and he yeah. said, don't get into a relationship with anyone because we're planning on making you the next Bachelorette. Get out of town. Does everybody yes. know this or is this exclusive? No, this is exclusive. <laughs> I've never, never told it. This came oh from my God, we have an exclusive. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks, Raven. <laughs> that was I would have one, watched that show. <laughs> right? And that was one producer that one of the executive producers told me that. Yeah. And so yeah. he's like, just have fun. We'll take care uh -huh. of you. Just don't get into a relationship. Well, Christy, it was like, div like again, divine mm -hmm. intervention, something in my spirit. I'm, t I'm, this was like a spiritual moment in my life told me mm -hmm. stick with Adam. This is your soulmate. And I could not break up with him and I could not get away from him not in like a, a toxic way <laughs> I know way, what you mean I know what you in mean. a spiritual way it was like God himself mm -hmm. was telling me you better not break up with him so at first when I'm listening to this I'm thinking that this is after Nick's season when it was so obviously going to be Rachel Lindsay as the Bachelorette. So yeah. I was like, I actually thought Raven would have been a great Bachelorette, but I'm like, there is no way that you were actually a real contender over Rachel. Turns right. out that wasn't the right timeline. This was actually the season after Ari's season. So this would have been, so th this Paradise is being filmed that summer. Of, mm -hmm. And then- or wait, no, Ari's is, airs in January. So it was filmed in the fall. Oh, so we're doing Paradise that summer. 
then they film Ari season, then they release Ari season. So they're expecting to not find a bachelorette from Ari season. They would go with Raven from Paradise. That's what I they see were the saying. Timeline in my head. Okay, yes, yeah, I see what, that was I really confusing. I'm like trying to find, follow the timeline. So yeah. yeah, so this wasn't right after Nick season. This is after Ari season. They told Raven that she was going to be the bachelorette. So they were going to set her up with some kind of storyline, mm-hmm. and. She goes, it's a good thing that I went with my gut because then after the whole Ari-Becca split, Becca had to be the Bachelorette. Like, to pull Raven would have been so stupid. Yeah. But, like, it also proves that, hey, Natasha, they do protect certain people. Oh, yeah. She flat out admits it. literally admitted it. That, like, oh, we'll take care of you. We'll make sure, like, you get roses and that you have a good edit, but don't get into a serious relationship. I mean, I'm happy she went with her gut. Her and Adam have a baby now, and they seem so freaking happy. Mm -hmm. But it's really cool to hear someone like her shine some light on that type of stuff. Yeah, I think that's almost honestly better tea than her being considered for The Bachelorette. Because that just makes sense to me. Them wanting her in their back pocket if someone didn't come out of Ari's season that could have had a strong enough storyline. I think the better T is confirming from someone as respected in, in the franchise as Raven that like, yeah, they 100% flat out say that they protect certain people and manipulate the storylines in this way so far in advance and keep people in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. So there. That's that on that. Okay, so moving on. Every single week, I feel like we have new updates regarding Paradise spoilers, and I want to touch on Greg first because a lot of people know Greg finally posted after going dark on Instagram for a while, and he said that he was in the Hamptons. And everyone seems to think that that means he's not going to Paradise, and I'm not totally sold on that. I think there is a chance that they will fly Greg to Paradise not to date anyone, but to give Andrew advice or to do something along those lines. Do you remember when Hannah Brown walked down the beach in paradise. And it was after she was single after her season, they show her walking down the beach. They show Mike Johnson like, what? Like she's Mm -hmm. from my season. And she just was there to give dummy advice. I think they will use Greg to put him in the trailer. And I swear to God, guys, if that fucking happens, you better tell everyone that I said it here first, because I strongly feel like that will happen. And I feel like this Hamptons thing was kind of like because he knew that the greatest investigators in America blew up his spot and he couldn't go to paradise. I guess my question to this, though, is, like, do people care about Greg as much as we care about Greg? (laughs) Like, like, no offense to Greggy, my boy Greggy. He's not as big as, like, a Hannah Brown, who literally was a lead. Is it that important to get Greg in a paradise trailer? Does the general audience even know all this Clemon stuff that we've been uncovering and like following it in the same way? But I guess this is a show with like Andrews and Genevieve's and people from the show that like you remember from back in the day, but they're not like on the top of your mind in your everyday life. So I feel like to see yeah. a familiar face, like Greg has the most familiar face from Katie's season. One of them, at least. One of them. Yeah, I would agree. So to see him, it's like, I think they're going to just show him walking down the stairs. Everyone's going to be shocked. Especially because all Clement stuff aside, he left Katie's season pretty broken up to kind of even tease the fact that he would be back and ready to date again after just that, not even knowing all the backstory of the Clement stuff could be interesting and appealing to people that are not as, like, psycho as we are. Yeah. I would like to think that most people are psycho like us, but, I mean, at least the people that are listening to the podcast 
What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, psychos. Also, too, with this whole Hamptons thing. So, like, he was tagged in, was it Kaylin's story? Kaylin went to the Hamptons and tagged yeah. him being there out to dinner or something. They were sitting at a table. But then the only other thing he posted on his grid was, like, an, an ad. ad for a tennis company. And, yes, the Hamptons was tagged. But, like, you didn't just casually, like, wake up in the Hamptons and take those. Like, those were, you took those a while ago with like a professional photographer Mm -hmm. and that was like a planned post. So just because the Hamptons is technically tagged in this tennis ad doesn't necessarily mean um, he was there for that long or it was that serious. And people do that all the time, tagging like popular places like the Hamptons for an ad like that because it's more likely that it will be seen by people who are looking to meet up with other people in the Hamptons. And also... Yeah, there was something relevant to the Hamptons in the ad, like like a storefront or something there. But, like, he also was dark on Instagram for days, so who's to say he didn't go and then did this Hamptons thing or whatever? I just feel like people are mm-hmm. very much writing off, like, oh, Greg's not there, he's in the Hamptons. It's like, okay, well, they're still he was filming in the Hamptons now. one time. Like, he was there for literally one day. Maybe. Right, and, like... I can also go on my Instagram and say I'm in Bali right now. That doesn't mean I'm there. True. But Influencer with, tip. But the fact that it was posted by Kaylin's story. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, I believe he actually went, but I don't think the Hamptons is like... It's also like not that far from where he actually lives that he couldn't just go for like a day or two and then come back and then fly somewhere. It's not like he's literally in Bali. <laughs> That would be kind of hard to get to Mexico. Right. I'm not closing the book on Greg. I still think there's something there. And I think it's something that's not going to come out until the trailer comes out. Like, I don't, I think it's something they, they want people to ha- talk about and hype about once the trailer's out. And then it's going to be a complete letdown. He's yeah. going to come out and say, yo, Andrew. Because I mean, Andrew Follow your also, heart, man. Yeah. And Andrew's like, not <laughs> going to be able to get engaged to anyone without Greg's approval. So Greg's going to have to, you know, go in and meet Teddy, who is probably who Andrew's dating. (laughs) Teddy will ask Greg for Andrew's hand in marriage. Yeah. So that's Greg. And then, so other things that have unfolded in the past week. So Victoria Fuller is a definite. She's there. Lace. Fucking Lace. I know. I'm so excited for Lace. That one's so good. so excited. And that checks out because I've been trying to get her on the podcast and it's been a little difficult. So now Mm -hmm. we're going to have to wait a little bit longer because of those damn NDAs. But I am so here yeah for lace like she was previously engaged on the show we love a throwback Ugh, it's just we love a throwback like you said we don't want to see katie michelle clayton season part two exactly then also confirmed we have serene there were photos rodney justin we told you last week in t- like two different bachelor encounters i think yeah. uh, that justin was definitely there then we have jamie who was like the villain for like four minutes on michelle season Remember Jamie? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because he got that one-on-one, and I remember being like, wait, maybe he'll go far. And then he, like, went home literally the next week. Yeah. But he's, like, okay, dynamic enough that I think he can ruffle some feathers. For um, sure. We do know, know firsthand that Cassidy was supposed to go on the beach, but she is not going on the beach. Spoiler alert, we spoke with her. Also, it's not, like, it's not even that much of a spoiler because she's been posting from Santa Monica. Like, yes. she's very much up, out and about in L.A., but I'll give you this. She was supposed to go, and ABC pulled the carpet out last minute, and she doesn't really know why. So that really sucks. Oh, um, speaking of Cassidy, because she was supposed to potentially date Pizza Peter, mm-hmm. and Pizza Peter's there. Yeah, so it could be a missed love connection. Yeah. And then on the topic of Peter, our boy Weber is not there. 
which is a little annoying and shocking. And he got the PTO. I'm like, where is he? Yes, yeah. So what are you doing with this PTO? Unless <laughs> maybe he going also, on an actual vacation. Uh-oh. Maybe or like like I said, paradise is three weeks. You don't all have to be there the first day. There are people that go home, and then there are people that come later. Yeah. So Peter may come later. A lot of people can potentially still go. Who I'm changing my tune on is Blake Moynes, who has in fact been actually traveling. Last week I was like. Oh, his publicist said he's going to be traveling yeah, yeah. for a month. That's that's such crap. But, like, it's not. He really is traveling. He's been posting all about it. And TMZ or someone caught him on camera looking so adorable walking down the street. And he said no. Like, flat out said no. That he's not doing it. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. But I think he could have been like, wait and see. No, I think this is his perfect time. Like, if he really wants to capitalize off of going to paradise, he needs to go now. I mean, Jackie, I know, I agree with you, but you don't have to convince me. you got to convince Blake. Go I call know. him. I just thought he would know. He would see the writing on the wall and know it was his time. Yeah. Especially the rumors we've heard is that Blake very much wants to be in a bachelor relationship. Where did we hear that? I mean, I'm not surprised. I don't remember who told me that. Someone. And that's why they weren't surprised about him and Katie ending. Let's be real, finding a good therapist should not be stressful, and BetterHelp makes it easy to get you the help you need in the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is an online therapy service which offers professional, affordable, discreet, and convenient therapy because leaving the house to go to therapy is so 2019. And after you sign up, BetterHelp will match you with an available therapist who fits your objectives, preferences, and the type of issues that you are dealing with. So different therapists have different approaches and areas of focus, so it's important that you find the right person who can achieve the best results for you. And if you find a therapist that you are matched with isn't a great fit, that's totally fine, no problem. You can be matched with a different one. And did I mention that all of this is done in less than 48 hours? So if you're struggling right now and think you'll never be able to find the help you need, we strongly encourage you guys to check out BetterHelp. That's right, with BetterHelp, help is not far away and you deserve to start feeling better. This is professional therapy done securely online, and the service is available for clients worldwide. Visit BetterHelp.com and join over 2 million people, including us, who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer to She's All Batch listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash All Batch. That's B-E-T-T-E-R. H-E-L-P slash A-L-L-B-A-C-H and start feeling better today. All right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting with Bachelor Nation in the wild and we read it on air. So you know how we get some Bachelor Encounters and it spurs on other Bachelor Encounters? That's Mm -hmm. happened quite a few times on the show. So last week we told you about someone had an experience where Sydney randomly followed them. Yes, yes, yes. And then unfollowed them. And we were trying to figure out if it was a marketing tactic. So two to three separate people wrote me about this. So here's what we got. About Sydney specifically doing this? Sydney specifically. Sydney, we're on to you. Listen, so so this person goes, I just listened to your podcast from yesterday and the same thing happened to me with Sydney. I thought it was so weird because I didn't even follow her. Of course, I accepted and then followed her back. Then a couple days later, went back and saw she was no longer following me. This was probably a year ago and I had the same exact conspiracy. It must be for followers. Like, it must be. It must be. And she says accepted too. So this is like she's finding people on private requesting to follow them just to get the following. That's just, to me, that takes it to another level when you are requesting people on private. I don't know. 
Well, she's clearly looking to see who follows, like, I don't know, She's All Batch. And they're like, oh, well, if right, you follow right, right. She's All Batch, you obviously like the Bachelor franchise. You probably know who I am. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. It's not a bad tactic, but the fact that people are figuring out. It's like smart because we're onto her. I'm like, you're not being sneaky. (laughs) We're onto her now. Before this, all these people individually thought this and no one ever said anything. Now we're onto her. True. But she could not be the first person to come up with this strategy, right? I feel like other people have said to us, like, oh, I work in marketing. This is a thing. That's actually coming in the third one. Here's the second one, though. Someone writes, so I listened to today's pod and had the exact same thing occur with Sydney about two years ago. I remember screenshotting it and geeking out, sending it to my roommates. But I was definitely confused why she followed me. I followed back, of course. And about two weeks later, I clicked on her page to show my coworker that she followed me, but she had unfollowed me. I wasn't offended, but I thought it was pretty weird. I mean, okay, like, I mean, this I'd is be fucking offended, like, but yeah. This is at this point, this is like, it's not even us speculating what it is. It is what it is. She's yeah, following yeah. people that she thinks will follow her back. And, and do you think that like works on a massive scale? The way yes. I have not, I don't think I follow Sydney, but I'm like about to pull up my phone. I'm like, how many followers does this girl have? Like, what well, is this? Yeah, situation? how many? Hold on, let me see. <laughs> LOL, she's like the third Sydney that shows up behind Sydney, Australia, which is like, that's when you know. Who's um, Sydney, Australia? Like the city. Oh. <laughs> it's literally a friend that I have that's named Sydney, Sydney Sweeney, Sydney, Australia, and then Sydney from The Bachelor. It's like when you're the fourth Sydney, come on. All right, hold on. She has 135,000, which is like not crazy. And she's following 2,000 people. Yeah, and I bet like 13,000 people that follow her only follow her because she randomly followed them. And they haven't For found sure. out yet. Watch over time, it dips down because people are like, wait, Sydney doesn't follow me anymore. And then they <laughs> I unfollow. should unfollow. It's just weird because like you said, like maybe 13,000 people did this. That's not enough to like really move the needle on your followers. Who I knows? Guess, sure, she could be yeah. doing this on a massive scale. So we have some insight from someone that works in social media. So this person writes and goes, regarding the Sydney encounter, I worked in social media and I would bet anything that she has a paid bot. It's an algorithm that follows people who follow oh. similar other pages and automatically unfollows afterwards. Lots of influencers use them to gain followers. So there you have it. There is such thing as a bot. So it may not be Sydney literally sitting there. I hope it's not Sydney literally, literally sitting, there. sitting there. No, that would be crazy. But then again, she. But we have no clue. Lyrical dancing on Bachelor Live on stage. Anything. Right. Possible. So I question her judgment. She stays <laughs> right, at the Best exactly. Western and then complains about it. So like, you know, I don't exactly. know. So if you have had this experience with either Sydney or someone from Bachelor Nation, please send in. I'm very curious to see if yeah. this is like something that happens across the board. Uh, So moving on, though, from the Sydney of it all, someone writes, I saw Nick Vial at a restaurant in L.A. a few years ago. He was at a table for two, but was sitting alone. I'm not sure if his guest was in the bathroom or something. I walked past and made eye contact with him. As we locked eyes, he took a big bite of his grilled cheese. He seemed pissed off at me for looking at him, but he was the one with a mouthful of grilled cheese just staring at me. I was very confused by the food choice because the restaurant, which is one that I frequent, doesn't have grilled cheese on the menu. So he actually had to ask for it as a favor. This was years ago, but I still think about it to this day. (laughs) I respect the grilled cheese of it all. Especially, it's like, when you want a grilled cheese and it's not on the menu, to be like... You fucking ask for it. Hey, can you just take two pieces of bread and some cheese (laughs) and toast it up a little bit? I respect that. 
Honestly. I do get what she means when she said, I felt like he was mad for looking at him. Because, like, I feel like Nick has the type of face that, like, he could be pissed just from, from existing. 100%. Especially if he was sitting at a restaurant alone. Like, he's just trying to quickly grab a quick bite. And this girl's now looking at him. Because as soon as you make eye contact with someone like Nick, <laughs> like, he knows that you know who he is. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, blows up his whole spot. Yeah, and he's probably in, like in his grilled cheese glory and she's like messing it up because now he's thinking like, Oh, do I have food in my teeth? I have to, you know, she's looking of at me. She knows cheese? who I Like he just has some cheese. <laughs> it's not like he's eating vegetables and he has like a big green thing in his teeth. Well, you know, he doesn't want to be looked at when he, he wants to eat his grilled cheese in peace. Rightfully so. Right. Rightfully so. So like sure. this, this person that submitted this encounter is messing up his, like, zen. And he needs to have a moment with his grilled cheese. Yeah. I guess so. Everyone deserves a moment with their grilled cheese. Everyone Every deserves a moment. Yeah. Next. Hi, love your pod. Seriously, your investigative research and hard-hitting interviews are next level. Aww, thank you. Thanks. I have a bachelor encounter from the olden days. I think it was like 2014 or 2015. My husband and I were in San Francisco. This was back when Tenley and Kipton were on again, off again. Well, we were in an elevator in the hotel and who would walk on but Tenley and Kipton. The story isn't worth sharing except for the fact that they are the smallest and most beautiful humans ever. They're honestly like real life Barbie dolls, only slightly taller (laughs) than a Barbie doll, I hope. Just slightly. I I squeezed my husband's hand so tightly when they walked on, but otherwise tried to keep it cool. Tenley was super talkative and chatted the whole ride down to the lobby, and then we went our separate ways. I remember checking her Instagram page later. Instagram was barely a thing back then, and she had posted about going wine tasting in Sonoma. Anyway, thanks for the awesome content. Love your pod. Okay, so they're a little bit taller than Barbie dolls. I'm happy to hear that they're a little bit taller than Barbie dolls. I mean, mm-hmm. Tenley is a walking, breathing Barbie doll. She's so precious. And you guys may hear from her on this pod soon. So who knows? I don't know. Oh, my God. Maybe. Spoiler. Teasing. Teasing the fans. A little spoiler tea. We're big fans of Tenley. And shocker, Tenley's big fans of us. So just throwing that out there. If you like Tenley, stick around. Yeah. Not this episode, but, you know, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. That's why you have to listen to literally every single episode because you never yeah. know. When you never know when Tenley's randomly going to pop on. She's yeah. going to be wearing like her, she's going to come in her little like Barbie Corvette. I'm just still not over picturing like human beings the size of Barbie <laughs> dolls. Just a no, little bit tall. A little, little, little bit, bit taller. taller. I'm like, so what? One inch? Just like It's very... not even like, you know how there's like life-size Barbie though? But you know life-size yeah. Barbie's like three feet. That's what Tenley is. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like life-size, but it's like life-size for like a seven-year-old. Right, right, right. Wait, they have those? That's fucking creepy. Yeah, you didn't have one in the 90s? A life-size Barbie doll? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Life-size My parents on hate me. I'm abused. I didn't have a life-size Barbie doll. <laughs> I bet you didn't even have grilled cheese as a kid like Nick Vile. No. Well, I definitely did, but, like, probably not as fancy as the one he's eating at that restaurant. Mm. Like, he probably had three different types of cheeses. Yeah. Maybe, like, a tomato in there, some truffle oil, like, really, like, fucking up a grilled cheese. Yeah, Nick is being bougie when he eats grilled cheese, for sure. Like, if he's not paying an extra $2 for truffle oil, come on. Well, that's why he was pissed that someone's looking at him, and he's like, I am literally in (laughs) grilled cheese heaven right now, and you're fucking up my mood. But I'm also like, do that in the privacy of your own home. (laughs) He can't get the truffle oil. (laughs) He needs to go to the restaurant because he needs the truffle oil. Yeah, maybe. I do relate. I get that. 
<laughs> Moving on. Bachelor encounter. Gotta let me know. So I was in Austin for my cousin's bachelorette party this weekend. We were at a bar Thursday night and I got trapped in a conversation with a guy with very opposite political views. Meanwhile, apparently, my other cousin was on the other side of the bar chatting with Justin from Katie's season. She said... She mostly talked with his brother, but that both Justin and his brother were super nice. They were in Austin for a bachelor party, and Justin is headed to Paradise next week. We knew that. We told you guys last yes, week. Yes, yes, yes. I know you guys were curious as to when Paradise was starting filming. I was so mad at her for not grabbing me out of my awful political debate to hang out with Justin. <laughs> the attention to detail. I love <laughs> it. Big we fan were of the politics. show. Like, tell me your stance on all these issues. <laughs> Big fan of the show. Thanks for all you do. So this is our classic um, random facts that yes. come in the bachelor encounters like it's just like a funny thing to add, to add several times in the story to be like yeah. and also i was in a fight about politics and also i was in a horrible conversation about politics it's <laughs> yeah. like sure i guess happens to the best of us but good to know but not relevant to the encounter of you seeing justin exactly. across the bar like if justin <laughs> was there also having an aggressive political debate sure maybe that would be relevant but in this case i don't know how much it is right, you very much. I don't want to like shit on this person who has submitted to us because I'm like, you could just say I was at a bar and saw Justin. Right. We love I, you. But thank I you love for the, submitting but I this. I love the detail. I do think it's important to know all these things. We thank you. Yeah, we don't want to deter you from submitting future Bachelor encounters. Please continue to do so, and please keep those random facts in because they make they're funny. I like them. Yeah. Like well, one of my favorite was when James. It was the one about James, like, filming TikToks on his lawn, and then she's like, also, he got a Hummer recently. <laughs> and, like, yeah. nothing to do with the rest of the story. It's just, like, letting you know he got a Hummer. Um, so, in basically, the takeaway from this Bachelor encounter is that Justin's going to paradise. Yes, and we knew that. We knew we that, but we appreciate it at the, the gym. Someone else submitted an encounter. Like, yeah. <laughs> this man is not being secretive about his paradise encounter. I know. He's literally screaming about it at the gym and at a bar. And don't you have like con- like a contract? You're not supposed I'm to be like fl- sure you flapping must. your lips. Yeah, it's supposed to be secret. Okay, this last one, part of it's oh, no. cringe. Oh no! In what Batch- way? Oh, you're gonna have to find out. Bachelor okay. encounter in 2016. I went to a Valentine's Day watch party of Jaden Tanner's wedding, hosted by Ashley I and friends. <laughs> and friends. So many Bachelor folks were there, including Jared, Nick, Vial, Charlene, Mike Garofola, and more. This was at a bar in New York City. They had a silent auction where you could buy a date with the Bachelor people. The crowd was a bunch of drunk women, and all the dates with the guys were going for a couple of thousands of dollars. When Ashley I's date came up for sale, no one bid. Silence. It was so awkward. Heroically, Jared swooped in and bid $700 for a 20-minute date with her. They actually... Hold up. These weren't even real dates. They, like, 20 minutes. That's pretty shitty. Like, I wouldn't pay for a 20-minute date with anyone. Like, give because me at you least know, a full hour. Like, a full Or, or like, like, a lunch. real date. If it's timed, it's not a date. No one's That's sitting fair. there with a stopwatch on a date. So, like, give just give me a real date. Yeah. So, Jared swooped in, bid $700 for a 20-minute date with her. This was years before they started dating, and I think it was even before their second cringy season of Paradise, where he left with Kayla. I love thinking about how he was such a good friend to her long, long before Dawson, Dimitri, Brady, and the Audrey's Empire. Love their friends to lovers to parent coffee shop entrepreneur storyline. Like, okay, first of all, this is so sweet and it's very heroic that Jared swooped in because like that is mortifying. And you I know, know like it, marry that man, marry him, marry him, marry right. him. Right, which yeah. and she did. And like you know, Ashley in that moment was probably like so happy. She's probably like, wait, do you really want to go on a date? Because like, Aww. 
you know and did he really and have he's to like pay no her? it's only 20 minutes once but it like turns. did he really pay her and did she really do the fake date that i'm part sure I it was like know. for some sort of like charity or something I know, but I'm saying at this point in time, <laughs> Out of all Ashley the details loved that they've him. Included, they did not include <laughs> yeah, what, what where, the money was going to. Um, Maybe they did. Yeah, it was an auction. They had a silent auction. Okay, that's so all some it was. sort of probably some charity. I feel like that's what they do for those things. But if the crowd was a bunch of drunk women, and then the guys were all going for thousands of dollars, which is fucking nuts to know that you may only get 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then Ashley goes up and no one bids. One maybe. All the women were straight and, like, there just wasn't any guy that was interested. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. In which case, like, why did you go up? Yeah. Oh, maybe she didn't have a choice. She had maybe. to. For the charity. So anyway, yeah, it's absolutely mortifying to go up on stage and offer your a date of yourself. I know. I literally no one... would not do it for that reason because I'm like, what if no one bids? And you know what's also weird? If no one else was bidding, Jared could have bid fucking a dollar. So, but the why fact did he that bid? he was like seven hundred dollars because he loves Ashley, and now they're yeah. married. Honestly, that should be included in some part of like a story. I know they've done little YouTube videos of like the story of our relationship, but we didn't hear that part about. She the probably auction. doesn't. She probably erases but that's it from romantic. her memory. That is hot as fuck. That's romantic and hot as fuck, but I'm sure to Ashley, it's like also semi-mortifying to stand up on stage. that she's erased from her memory. I wouldn't be like, hey, everyone, remember when no one wanted to bid a date with me? Yeah. I'll buy a date with you, Ashley. Same. When we go to Audrey's and we'll see you there. Yeah, maybe it's something we can ask them about. I mean, if so they're saying Nick was there, Mike Garofola, and they said the guy's dates were going for thousands of dollars. One, was it a 20-minute date? Like, was it timed? Because that's fucking right, weird. Right, right, right. And two, like, if I was spending two grand to go on a date with Nick Vial, like, I hope we sit down, eat grilled cheese, and, like, actually get mm-hmm. to know each other. Not fucking time. And, like, I'm sure I if agree. it was 20 minutes. If I'm minutes, that much money, we got to go over 20 minutes. We have to go over 20 minutes. And eat a grilled cheese i like the grilled cheese aspect of it with truffle oil though of course yeah and give dirty looks to people walking by like i'll do it with you nick that sounds so fun eating a truffle oil grilled cheese giving people dirty looks i was born to do that yeah that's like my saturday night (laughs) but those are all the bachelor encounters we have for this week if you have a story or you know something one of these stories maybe sparked a story that you may have Go ahead and DM me at She's All Batch, and we're going to read about it all next week. It's going to be so much fun. Okay, guys, we have Katie Morton here. You know her from Colton season of The Bachelor. You also know her from Bachelor in Paradise. Katie, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. We are pumped to talk with you because you're like one of my favorite people from the show. So you were on Colton season, as I said, but... Blake was supposed to be the bachelor that season. Jason was supposed to be the bachelor. Who did you want the bachelor to be that season? Um, in the moment when they asked me, I said, Jason. Okay. Yeah. Jason just gave good, just vibes, I guess. Yeah. Um, when did you find out it was Colton then? I found out it was Colton. They called me about five days before when they were asking me to come on and they said, it's going to be Colton. Are you still okay with this? And do you want to come on? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't even, how am I to know who I'm going to like either way? Right. In my interview in the beginning, I was like, I guess if I had to pick, I'll pick Jason, but I'll give anyone a chance because ultimately I don't know any of them. 
Yeah. Did you, I'm just thinking this right now, but did you do something funny out of the limo? Did you say something about like, were you V card or what did I, you do? Yeah, it was really not that funny in my opinion, but I, I thought it, I thought it was okay. I thought it was kind of cute looking back on it, but a little crass. I said, I did a magic trick and I was like, okay, I'm going to have a card disappear. Pretty much all the cards on them said had a V. Nice. Production changed them. And then I gave the card to Colton and then I asked him for it back. And then I was like, oops, I took your V card. But honestly, kind of slapped. But it <laughs> wasn't my full idea. I honestly wanted so badly just to get out of the limo and say hi and just let my personality speak for itself later. Mm-hmm. Nah, not good enough. And I was like, don't make me be that person. So that they told you what to do out of the limo? No, I mean, they made me come up with like a slew of ideas. And then I was like, how about, can we bring puppies? Like, how about, I, I had a bunch of ideas and that a lot of them got knocked down. And then I came up with the magic trick idea. I was like, this is literally the last thing I'm willing to do. That's mm-hmm. like cheesy, but still kind of me if we're going to go with my dad joke side. So I did that and uh, no regrets, but yeah, that wasn't my first idea. My first idea was just get out of the limo and say hi. All right. I feel like most people want to do that. So they said no to puppies. Yeah. There has to be a special handler that, um, so they ask you about like a day or two before and they have, they, they asked, I don't know if they actually asked, but there has to be, either does have to be a special handler when animals are involved on set. Oh, Okay. But I mean, I thought the magic trick was good. Demi said, I haven't dated a virgin since I was 12. They didn't. I don't think they told her. Or I think she did that on her own. Nice. Okay. But but I think the thing was, I think she said it like a little incorrect or something. Okay. Because I would think most virgins are 12. I mean, most 12 year olds are virgins. I mean, I think, I think that that's where it got messed up. I don't remember which part's the truth of it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of your big moments on Colton season was you were the original to warn Colton about Cassie and Kaylin, weren't you? Yeah, I was, I was the original to warn him about the girls there. Oh, right. You did. You never specified. And then at the women tell all, I think they asked you who it was and, and it was said it was them, right? It was them? them. Yeah. It was just, here's what I was saying to Colton. I said specifically like you're telling everyone the world the cameras the producers us what you want and you keep keeping people that don't quite like fit with that or like you're just like I don't know it just felt something felt off I was like what you say you want and what you are actually wanting is not matching up Mm -hmm. and that's okay if you just it just needs to match. Right. And you wanted to just bring that to his attention. So what was um, Cassie and Kaylin doing that made you feel that way? Like, do you think they just wanted to be the bachelorette? Like, I think that in hindsight, they were just talking and like, it was probably like, oh, if you don't end up with him, then maybe, you know, we'll be the bachelorette, like probably trying to make themselves feel better about thus like what could happen like maybe just talking through circumstances but uh yeah in the moment it was frustrating but now I'm like close with them so okay it's not 
it's not like a thing. Yeah. But in the moment, it was just like, this isn't the time or place, ladies. Right. You're not really supposed, I mean, and it's like a natural thought that I'm sure everyone would have, but you're not supposed to be acknowledging it. Yes. Yeah. It was one of those. And then it wasn't a big deal. The only time I even thought it was a big deal was when it was denied because then I looked like I was maybe making it up. And I was like, I would be now I'm mad. Like I wasn't even mad before. I was just like, I don't, I'm not going to lie about something so silly. Right. So you said that you're friends with Cassie and Kaylin now are, so are Cassie and Kaylin still friends because they were like besties and then they haven't been seen together in forever. Yeah. I actually was thinking about that the other day. Um, yeah, I think they're still friends, but just not close because Kaylin moved to Vegas mm-hmm. in Orange County and they were in, they were like roommates in West Hollywood before. I'm pretty sure they were roommates. Yes. Yeah. They were roommates in West Hollywood before. And I think Cassie just moved in with her sister. It was just natural separation. Kaylin got a boyfriend, like she was with Dean. Cassie was with Colton. Cassie left and there was just their own, they just lived their lives. You know, what's funny, speaking of Dean, in, I remember the moment in the Women Tell All when you were kind of going back and forth with Kaylin and you're like, you know, you're not, you may not be what Colton wants, like clubbing, sliding into Dean's DMs. And Kaylin was like, totally acting like that wasn't the case. And I'm like, fast forward all these years. And she's like practically married to Dean. So clearly was Kaylin sliding into Dean's DMs at that time. And how did you know that? I just knew they had some connection and they had like met up before and like DM'd or whatever before. Okay. For however long of time, I have no idea how much, but I know they had some type of special connection, which is good because now you see they obviously do have a special connection, but at the time it was just annoying because I was like, just say the truth. Also, I probably shouldn't have said that. I was just really heated in the moment, but well, yeah, you, you, I was just pissed. Like, I was just heated because I was like, don't make me look like a liar and then just went off, but yeah. not the emotionally intelligent thing of me to do. However look at them now. Right. Couldn't have been too wrong. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, you clearly, you were correct. And I know at that time we had Blake uh, horseman on the podcast and we know that at that point in time, she had already like kind of dated him. So then when she was on the women tell all crying about Colton, it was all just bizarre. Yeah. It wasn't it adding up. It didn't add up. It didn't add up. So then you moved on after Colton's season and the drama with Kaylin and you moved on to paradise. How did they approach you to go to paradise? And was Chris someone that you had your eye on prior to going? They asked me to go to paradise and I wasn't going to go. And then Hannah G was like, let's just go. We could end up in cool relationships. And I was like, <laughs> fine I'll go I'm gonna go to have a good time with my friends and Mm. maybe cute boys I guess like I wasn't that into it to be honest with you and and she goes oh just come on just give it a chance I'm like okay fine Chris was not a person on my radar I actually didn't even know who he was when he got down there legitimately I said do you work here and then and he was like you thought Chris Bukowski was the help no I thought he was maybe a producer. Oh, okay. I was like, do you work here or something? And then he's like, no. And I was like, well, who are you? Um, And then I got 
explanation a little bit, but you know, um, yeah, he, I did think he was a producer of sorts. And I was like, I've never seen you before. And so, yeah, but I did ask them for a silver Fox. I just got a different silver Fox. And I was thinking, I think in the moment uh, I wanted like a Peter Krause situation. Mm -hmm. And that's what was like in my, or like an Alex Gordy going Mm -hmm. down there. But yeah. So when, when I said, how do they approach you though? Do they, when do they call? Do they call while the season's airing? Do they have to, you know, give you a big monetary incentive? Like how do they, like, how did that all go down? It wasn't before the, the, after the final rose situation, I didn't know anything about paradise before that. Because people call the women tell all and the men tell all like paradise auditions. Yeah. I found out about that after. Well, you did a great job. Yeah, man. I guess, <laughs> I guess if we're looking at it that way, I was really just making a point. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. So I guess I did Paradise Auditions. They called me not long after that. And they were like, I think my producer, Shabby, would just put little seeds in. And she would say, oh, come on, think about Paradise. And to be honest, I didn't want to do it from the get-go. And then I was just scared. And... I was, I started like dating, but in between my season and paradise, not just like dating in general. And I was just thinking, I don't know if I want to get myself into that, you know, but then I did it and I learned a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, they, I don't think it's any particular time timeline. And I also think that everyone's timeline is very different. They asked me almost right away after the, after the final rose. And they just kept kind of asking me until I gave in. And some people, they just asked like the week before. We've talked a lot about um, money and how much they pay. Are you willing to talk about what they paid you? Uh, Yeah, they paid me 10K. Nice. Yeah. Do you know, that's different than some people. It's so funny. Every person I ask, it's different. I'm allowed to say that. I think it's been many years since my- No, you could say it. You could say anything. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, I think- Well, I mean, it's literally, we've had, we talk about it all the time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah is, that, yeah. is that different than some people? Yeah. So 10 K I was not expecting you to say that. Um, so, so Blake, like I said, we spoke to him, um, actually a couple of months ago now, and he got $800 a day, but he said that was on the higher side from what I'm gathering. $400 a day is more normal, but he did say Colton. So you got a flat fee of 10 K. Hold on. Let me see. You can look receipts. Okay. Well, Colton got a flat rate of 10K, like regardless of how many days he was there. Blake got so much more money than me, that little motherfucker. Yeah, but if Blake only lasted a day, which wouldn't have happened, but had he only lasted a day, he would have only gotten $800 where you would have gotten 10K. But instead he made more than me. Well, what is $800 (laughs) times the amount of days he was there? I don't know how many days he was there. He was probably there at least 20 days and it's six. He was there first. I was there third. He was there the first day. I was there the first day as well. So and 20 till about the end. It's 16,000. 16,000. Okay. Dang, Blake. Dang. Dang, Blake. Hot commodity. And I was down third. I should have negotiated. I mean, I think 10K is a lot. And he said that Colton, like they really wanted Colton and Colton negotiated 10K. So I feel like you did well. I nearly negotiated because I was in sales at the time. And I was like, how much is this worth to me? Here's the thing. 10K, it seems like a lot, right? But mm-hmm. in the moment, and because I'm in sales and because I am analytical, I was like, I'm about to give up my sales job. 
I'm about to not work. I'm about to make 10K this month, right? But then the next month, I the next months until October, until after the season ends, you can't even do brand deals. So you can't do brand deals till the season ends. So that means if you don't get a job right after Paradise and you just try to ride it out, you, you spend almost five to six months unemployed. So is 10K really a lot? No. And wait, what do you mean you can't do brand deals? People do brand deals all the time. People do brand deals now because they'll write it into their contract because of how a popular influencing has gotten. And they'll be like, we have to do brand deals or whatever. But at the time it was like, I think the only person that was able to do some brand deals was Hannah G and they gave her a hard time because she was an influencer as her career, like before bachelor. Yeah. So as med sales as my career, I couldn't technically like profit off of the, the show. So it literally said in your contract, you cannot do brand deals while the show is airing. Yeah, I couldn't do, I, I could start doing brand deals after the show ended. Why do they hate for people to make money outside of the show so much? I've heard this so many times from people. I don't know. But like, when you really think about it that way, it's like 10 K, like, how's that going to get you through six months? Yeah. If you're living in Los Angeles. Right. Or I mean, honestly, nowadays, anywhere. Honestly, nowadays, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. So it's like, I was like, hmm, okay, 10K and then potentially fully unemployed for the next six months. So is that what happened? So like you left, cause you were there the entire duration of the show. You had got 10K and that's before taxes, right? Right. That's before California taxes. And then, so California just like, so actually I got zero. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> So yeah, and then I got that and I'm really, really thankful and grateful for the entire situation because in all honesty, it was the catalyst. However, it's like, you could say my position, I, I try and think of everything from a neutral position. And in my position now, I'm so thankful because I do make the majority of my money on brand deals. And that's because I did come out with like a larger following, but, but for people who gave up their jobs and didn't get the following, but maybe stayed 20 days or however many days. I think there were some people like that didn't get a following or whatever that stayed for a really long time or quit their jobs. And it's like, now they have to go find a new job right away and hope they can find a new job within the next two to three months or wait to post brand. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah, 10 K was great. That's what I got paid. Okay. That, I mean, that is, this stuff is so interesting to me and our listeners are really invested in how much people can make from the show because that's one stream of income, but like, then you have all these other. Yeah. And you have a lot of opportunities that can follow. Um, yeah. And it all depends and it depends on like the following that you get. Yeah. Like, and nowadays people aren't getting the followings that it, I don't know what the fuck is up with Instagram and I run an Instagram account, but like literally people that are on the show. Nowadays of, it's shocking. It's, it's crazy. The lead won't even get 350,000 followers. Yeah. And I so, feel like at one point the lead just automatically got a million. Yeah. So, I mean, you walked away with 10 K before taxes. Yes. You also walked away with an engagement ring. Are you cool to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Cool to talk about it to a certain extent because yeah. I know that Chris is living his life and he is dating someone in Bachelor Nation and I don't want to rain on their parade in any way, shape or form. A hundred percent. We actually, we've had Chris on the show and he's talked about it too. So 
And he was very respectful and cool about you too. So don't worry. So he told us when he was on the show that producers tried to get him to break up with you and then later tried to get you to break up with him. Can you tell us about that? Because this is like, I thought the show is supposed to be about love stories and it's Um, not. I think we like made this weird, we made this like not packed in any way, but like, I think we had each other's, the one thing about us that was good is that we had each other's backs to a certain degree when it came to trying to protect each other from the show. But then I think it kind of backfired on us at the same time. And I remember that part of the show, I was like, what's happening here? And he was like, producers tried to get me to break up with you. And I was like, do you want to break up? And he was like, no, but I think maybe deep down, yes. So then later during the, after the final rose or whatever it was called, the recap, they put me in that trailer for like six hours trying to get me to break up with him. And um, there's so many reasons that could have been. It could have been for an arc of some sort. It could have been looking back, I've thought maybe I just should have because that's how I really felt, but I just didn't want to do that to somebody. Is that the best decision for me? Eh, No, probably not. I probably, if I was really like selfishly thinking, I probably could have gone for a big bachelorette arc on that and like really taken it home. But that's not what I was thinking in the moment. And I was just like, I don't want to be the bad guy, even though I'm kind of suffering. I just want to like do this and then figure this out on my own. So this is the reunion special. It's when you're sitting out on the couch talk and then you come and talk to Chris Harrison and then Chris comes out. You're not wearing your ring. Yeah, gosh, they didn't give it to me. I've heard, so I heard you talk about this and I think the story is so fascinating because producers are such assholes. So they don't give you your ring. You, you're asking for it though, right? Oh, I was like, where's my ring? I think they wanted so bad for me to break up with them with him. And you know what? To their defense, they were right. I should not have been in that relationship at all. I should have broken up with him before that moment. I should have already come on and like, we are broken up. But like, we weren't. But we definitely should have had like a reality check talk before then. Um, and they weren't wrong about where we stood in our relationship. Like they were on to something, but we were just so confused um and so they were like kind of retaliating and like we're not going to give you the ring probably to push me to be like right might as well break up I don't even have the ring yeah but could you say while the cameras are rolling because I think it may have been live like could you say like because Chris Harrison says Katie I see you don't have your ring could you have said I tried to get it but your producer wouldn't give it to me I said they didn't give me the ring and it got edited out Yes. I said, they didn't give me the ring. And then he was like, Katie. You're <gasps> ring. And I was like, I would just like stare. And I had the biggest lump in my throat because I just felt like everything was about to be such a whirlwind of a weird lie because like I knew right then I was like, this is a setup. <laughs> like if I can't say that they didn't give me the ring now, I'm immediately a bad guy. Chris is going to come out here and be like what the hell and that happened and that happened and then I was like trying but his emotions were probably high and I was like trying to say like they didn't get it right but we're like up there live and Chris Harrison's just talking and during the commercial break you're like I'm being set up no commercial break they did not <sighs> do commercial break at that point because they knew we would talk 
there was going to be no commercial break. Are you kidding? There's not a commercial break going to happen to allow <laughs> us to have a powwow conversation over here. So like, so I was like, all right. And then I was just choked up. And then as you see, every time I feel high pressure in that way, I just choke up and there's like a lump in my throat and I actually cannot speak. It's the weirdest thing, but yeah, that happened. Wow. That's so much crazier than, cause I've heard you talk about this moment, but that's so much crazier knowing that you said it. So I didn't realize that you said it, they edited it out. So they control literally like they wanted you to break up with him. You didn't, they're not going to give you the ring. You say you didn't give me the ring. We're not fucking putting it in the show. Like literally you are powerless. Powerless. And then, um, I will say once the ring was coming around the corner because, uh, my girl did say, when you want the ring, say it. And I, Chris was like, Haiti, do you want to stay engaged? And I was like, yes. And then she ran out and gave it to me. And I was like, why did we have to do this like this? And then it wasn't even mine. They gave oh. you the wrong ring? I said, I looked at Chris, I said, wrong ring. And then that was also added out. And I took it, I had to take it back off and hand it to him under the table. <laughs> give you no one's it was I don't know whose it was just a spare Neil Lane ring just like floating around there in the Neil Lane box just go grab this spare. oh my god so how did you eventually get your ring back I think the next week sometime it was super cash I got it back and I got it in a little ziploc baggie <laughs> and isn't this like like a 30 grand ring like isn't it super expensive why do I hope it's more okay <laughs> I mean <laughs> hope it's more why did I think it was more I don't know yeah it's really pricey but to put it in a ziploc bag and give you the wrong ring they're just like so nonchalant box or something something happened like one of us had the box okay I don't know but yeah I got it back the next week okay that's so funny so it was honestly so funny we did laugh about it because it was close to mine but it wasn't I was like I was like to be honest I'll do a trade (laughs) <laughs> yeah this one's kind of cool I'll take this one too I'll take both I kind of like the band on this one yeah so when he proposed did you have any hesitations um yes I had hesitations before and then when he proposed in that moment I did not um which I think is a, a accumulation of a lot of things but in the moment, no, but leading up to it, I didn't think I would have said yes, to be honest. I was, we both kind of have had discussed how that wasn't something we were fully ready for yet. Yeah. Um, and I thought we were on the same page, but then I was like, screw it. Okay. You know what? Like sometimes you got to take a leap. Right. And then I was like, I want to go back on land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready for this leap anymore. So you had said that like, watching the show back was difficult because you were expecting to see more of a love story mm-hmm. that you didn't see. So tell me about like when the show was airing, was that, did you talk to him about it? Because you guys were able to talk at that point. Yeah. It was so hard to watch that back. It was so cringe and it validated everything that I felt on the show and that I was feeling off the show. So at the same time that it was cringe, the only cringe part was like, 
this goes back to like caring way too much about what other people thought, but it was not even maybe about what other people thought as much as it was. I knew I was not aligned with my head and my heart were not aligned. And it's really easy for that to happen out there with so many voices in your head. And there were times and when I would say like, I don't know, I don't feel like he just asked me to be his girlfriend. I was over there like binge eating guacamole because I was like, how did he just ask me to be his girlfriend? Like, I don't think he actually wants me to be his girlfriend. That seems a bit off. Like, and then I would have a producer right next to me being like, Katie, of course he wants you to be his girlfriend. He likes you so much. Like, it's really clear. I'm like, oh my God, is it clear? Meanwhile, still eating guacamole. I'm like, is it clear? I don't think it's clear. It's not clear to me. And then, but then eventually they're like, stop sabotaging yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, don't block your own blessings, Katie. And eventually you can kind of convince yourself, like, maybe it's me. It was weird because everyone in paradise, not just the producers, other people too, were being like, he really likes you. Like all he does is talk about how much he likes you. And I'm sure he liked me as a person, but he didn't like me like that. Not really. Um, and I know that like, but you know who the two people I didn't have? I did not have Demi really. And I didn't have Hannah. And I think I got a little upset with them at one point, which was not on them. That was a me thing because I felt so on an island because Literally. I, <laughs> I wanted a support system. And that was like kind of all I had. And why, Demi, do you, why didn't you have them? Hannah was just so in love and enthralled and like on a whirlwind that really like any of this kind of stuff would like bring it down. And like, it just was not something that was really dealt with. Like, I think it just ultimately kept making me feel bad to bring it up. And it was not, they were, it wasn't like she was like, don't talk to me about it, but it was something like, it was always in passing because she was always on her way to Dylan, you know, like, and you can't really can't blame her. She was just doing her own thing. I wasn't her concern at that point, but in the moment I was like, you told me to come here. (laughs) Yeah. And then Demi was obviously having an entire situation go on with um, her girlfriend, Christian. Christian. I wanted to call her Kirsten for some reason, Christian, um, who's great, but they, both of them were having entire separate storylines play out. Right. It was just like, help. And so the only people I had to go off of other than myself was, and you should really just go off of yourself. Like, to be honest, it was a huge lesson in like how you feel is really all that matters. Preach sister. Yeah. So you bring up Hannah. I know you're referring to Hannah G because that's who was on the beach. But uh, so we actually had Demi, I, I told you when I, when I reached out, we had Demi on just a few weeks ago, love her on the podcast. Um, and she, she made a comment that she hasn't spoken to Hannah B in quite some time. I know you were close with Hannah Brown. Where do you stand with her today? I haven't spoken to Hannah Brown in two years. Is there, did you have a falling out? Uh, she just didn't have time or didn't make time. Okay. I guess you could say one or the other. Yeah, she just didn't. I mean, she just did her own thing. I think that's really what it is. I think she was nice. Like we all were much closer on the show and then she became the bachelorette and everything just changed. 
do you think it was from being the lead and the fame from it? I think it was a mix of a lot of that. Yeah. I think there was a mix between just not having time for us, which is fine. Like I have friends who are much more famous and I mean, not to say that, like not to drop that, but like I say that because if you want to make time, you'll make time. And you could be famous and have friends. <laughs> famous and have friends. But I think that um, I don't know what she was going through. I know she had gone through some things in between there. And so I think her circle got a lot smaller and you really can't blame her because life is hard enough as it is. And so mm -hmm. I feel like there's times in my life where I kind of make my circle smaller. Maybe I don't have time for people just on the outskirts of my, of my circle. And that doesn't mean I don't think they're great people. It just means that it's exhausting to keep up with everybody. You simply can't. Right. In the grand scheme of things, we were kind of newer friends in her life as a right. 20 something, 24 year old. We just met her, you know, mm -hmm. when you and Demi appeared on her first episode as the bachelorette. Yeah, we did. It was, that was really fun. Yeah, it was I, so cute. It was so fun. I would love to do more on-set hosting things. That That's when really it's, I have always had an interest in that, but then I really had my interest sparked when I have been on set doing things like that before. Would you want to do something like that with the franchise? Um, if they reached out to me to host, I wouldn't say no, even though I've had like quite a traumatic experience, like they probably would never ask me. Yeah. If they did ask me, I would consider it. Would you, did they ever ask you to be the bachelorette? No. Really? Nope. Okay. They did not ask. You should have broken up with Chris on camera. I should have dumped that man. Seriously. So, should like I found James but yeah so tell me about your life today how did you find James what do you have going on what James found me actually uh me and here's how I met James this is so serendipitous the day I shot my paradise intro with the crew I was with Hannah G and we were going to go meet up with Heather and we were walking to dinner from our hotel to dinner which was like literally a span of 50 feet and James skateboarded past me and then he ran back up and asked like to talk to me. So then I, that was the day I filmed for paradise. And then I gave him my Instagram and then he said, how was your day or something? And I was like, mine was good. How was yours? And then he never talked to me and then we never talked again. And until so long, I think a year and a half or something. We didn't talk. So that was in 2019. Had to have been May something 2019 because that was the day I filmed my intro right before we were like the week or two before we left for paradise or week before. And then he didn't talk to me till he messaged me October or September 2020. Well, then he watched you get engaged on TV though. No idea. So you go, you date him and then you have to say like, hi, by the way, I was engaged on TV and like break everything. You would assume he would know. I kind of assumed you knew. And then, and then what happened? Cause I think when I first met him, I had a following, a small, it was big, but small. Okay. Smaller than I have now. So I think he probably looked at the number that I have now and assumed that I had just been like growing it. Just by being Katie? Just by showing up. 
I don't know. Like, what do you think I was doing? Because I don't think it's fashion. <laughs> like, yeah. And, um, he was like, I had no idea, to be honest. I thought you were just being yourself. I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's honestly so nice. Great. I love that. Um, and so, yeah, he really had no idea. But then he went back and watched. Mm, no. I was like, please don't do that. He what, like binged the whole season? No, he watched clips from YouTube. I was like, Ugh. I was like, if you just search Katie Morton Bachelor, like it's pretty much crying clips. Like, please don't do that. You um, almost but, rather him watch the whole show at that point. Truly. Um, and for the him and his roommate watched it. I, I his roommate that was in London. I was like, please don't, please don't. Where they would, when I finally went and visited they pulled it up right in front of me. They were like, let's watch this. I was like, let's not. And say we did. We don't need to watch my engagement. I just started dating you. So um, it was bizarre, but they thought it was funny. (laughs) So now how long have you been dating? A year and a half. And you're so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy. We are really happy. We're trying to figure out the visa situation. Okay. um, Other than that, so grateful like Fun. that's the feeling you're supposed that's the head and heart feeling you're supposed to feel and right. now you know and you yeah. don't have a producer in your ear telling you the wrong things yeah exactly telling you like oh this guy likes you when he might not or whatever like you just just go with your gut that's that's the ultimate yeah I mean truly when you know you know and yeah. I think when you don't know you don't you you know you, you know when you don't know exactly you're like I know that there's something up mm-hmm. when you think there's something up you gotta go with it yeah just go with it because that either means you don't trust the person or whatever but just just listen to yourself really totally mm-hmm. um so where can our listeners find you and go follow you any projects you have going on or socials or anything yeah so um i'm on instagram katie mo but you spell it katie emo says Katie with two E's and then I'm also on TikTok in the same way and right now all I have going on is well I do a lot for work to be honest I do quite a few different things but I'm you know I'm doing 75 hard have you heard of that is that some kind of workout thing it is some kind of workout challenge it's a mental challenge and it's amazing I actually kind of love it. I'm usually weird about those kinds of things. I'm like, oh, a challenge? No, can't pay me. But what what is it? It's two workouts a day. Yeah, I know. But but the thing is, one of them has to be outside, and they can it can include walking. So like a 45 minute walk can be a workout. Oh, I do that. Right. So I'm like, I kind of already do that. A gallon of water. So it's like you should be doing that kind of, and then read 10 pages a day, and then the progress pick every day. I almost forget every day, but a progress pick every day. And then it's really not too terrible. And then, oh, follow a diet, which I'm weird about the word diet. I just gave up dairy because I I'm I don't want to be too restrictive. Um, I'm also on Beachbody. I guess I'm doing a lot. I'm filming for them as one of their fitness models slash people on stage working out. I'm like, Every single, that also helps with my two workouts a day because I do one every morning with them. And it's your job. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so every morning at like 7am I'm working out on stage and that's been so fun. I'd love to keep doing that. Oh yeah. And if you watch the first episode and you have commentary, 
hit me up. We can have you back on and we can chat. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. I'd like to do more commentary stuff. I'm, I love that. It's so fun. My, my co-host is on a work trip right now, but usually I have a co-host Jackie. Um, so you'll get to meet her. Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. Thank cool. you. Well, this has been so fun. This was really juicy and thank you for being yeah. such an open book. I'm so happy that you've had like this crazy ride on the show, but it kind of all worked out in the end. And I'm so happy you're at peace now and with a guy that appreciates you. Yes. Thanks so much. Wow. Great, great pod. Great questions. Ooh. Now, back to the pod and see all the other episodes to see what other juice you've gotten out of other people. Oh my God. I girl thought your questions were great. So well, thank you for having me on. I thought you were great. So I will be in touch and maybe we can, you can come back on sometime. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll, right. I'll actually message you probably after this. Yes, please. Okay, okay. cool. Thank All you. right. Bye Katie. Thank you. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and rate us five stars on anywhere you're listening, like Apple or Spotify or anywhere, rate us five stars. And why don't you go ahead and write a nice review? That would be so nice of you. So nice. And while you're at it, while you're at it, while you're giving us those stars and writing reviews and gassing us up, why don't you also (laughs) join our Facebook group so that you can chat with other people that love the show and us? Doesn't that sound amazing? It's a really great group. I love coming in there and seeing what all the thoughts are posting about and chatting about and chiming in. So it's just like a cool group for people who love the show and you better be one of them. Biatch. Is that what it is? Biatch. Yeah. yeah. But I was Biatch. like, ooh, should I curse? I don't know. But even though it's not even a real curse. And we curse. We we're literally the whole show. We're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, oh my God, can I say biatch in a quote? Anyway, um, reminders. While you're at it, while you're joining the Facebook group and liking <laughs> yeah. it and sending comments, why don't you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel? Because you need to okay just do it you literally need to and if all of the things that we have just asked you to do feels too overwhelming and you had to only do one do this one subscribe to youtube we're really (laughs) trying to build up our youtube channel and something that we are offering so we have talked to you guys about thoughts fast if you're new to the pod we are going to audrey's coffee shop which is a coffee owned by ashley and jared in Rhode Island and it's all bachelor themed and we've heard so much about the coffee shop. So me and Stephanie want to go there and see what it's like for ourselves. So on July 16th, we're going to be road tripping up to Rhode Island. Definitely. If you're in the area, please come hang out with us. We're also going to be going out in the area at night and we'd love to grab a drink with you guys. So it's just a little meet and greet gathering in Rhode Island if that's available to you. And so we've talked about, we're going to vlog our whole trip going to Audrey's and we were going to release it on our Patreon and we want YouTube subscribers so much that if we get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, we'll release the video early on YouTube for free for anyone. So yeah. So you better be one of those subscribers, Biatch. <laughs> yeah, Biatch. You better do it. Um, but yeah, that's what we have on the table right now. Stop Getting subscribers around. is very important to us. Like ask yourself this right now. Am I subscribed? And if the answer is no, pull over and, you know, (laughs) go and subscribe. It's not that hard. I will make it so easy for you. It'll be in the episode notes. Yeah, the link is always just there. You just need to click. That's what I'm saying. If you can only do one thing because you're so busy, just subscribe. Consider it like your good deed of the day. You know, like drink a lot of water, eat Mm -hmm. some protein, and subscribe to She's All Batch. Subscribe to She's All Batch. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So if we haven't beat that over the head enough... 
I don't know what to tell you. I think it's very clear what we want you to do right now. And make sure you follow us. Uh, follow Stephanie at She's All Batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And if you are feeling overwhelmed and stressed from all those things we just gave you to do <laughs> and you want to talk to someone about it, go to betterhelp.com slash allbatch and you can get 10% off your first month of therapy sessions. And you know, don't be so overwhelmed anymore because the therapist will help you talk through your problems and then maybe come up with like a priority list for you yeah, on things you should do. Plan. Like and number one, subscribe. subscribe. To the <laughs> <laughs> number two, drink water. Yeah. Number three. And then three. what, maybe three, give us five stars and write us a nice And then you'll feel like, oh, wow, I'm so glad I was able to talk this through with someone. So I'm so happy I went to betterhelp.com slash all batch. Yeah. And definitely, check, if you are interested in therapy in all, serious, in all seriousness, check it out. The fact that it's 10% off the whole first month, not just like one session, I think it's pretty cool because you can definitely get a handful of sessions in there. And yeah, we love therapy up in here. Yeah. Not up in here. <laughs> Anything else? Um, no, that's it. I'm trying oh. to think of something they say in, in Mean Girls that's like, bye, but I don't remember. Um, um no. love ya. <laughs> oh, yeah, or you can go shave your back now. Bye, Jason. <laughs> you can go shave your back now. Bye, Jackie. <laughs> bye, bitches. <laughs>